Welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnston, and with me, as always, is producer-slash-husband-slash-roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, how you doing? Bright and early on this beautiful morning. <clears throat> yeah, it's too early. Um, <laughs> okay, we've got the report. As always, am I always? It's every, no. I Only some. one did you miss. Really? Yeah, when I was on tour, oh. and I had to do it myself, and... <sighs> what did you talk it about? It was nothing. It was a nightmare really i am lost without you never leave my side i feel like we talk about nothing too no norm and this is interesting oh okay <laughs> this is good content <laughs> talking about um all the exciting updates of our life the ants turf oh right just kind of everything really well the ants we figured out turf is happening today that's the update you guys i know what you're thinking you're hey, so alana happy and about norm. this fake grass i know what you guys are thinking hey alana and norm your life sucks what else is new Actually, you're wrong. Our life is amazing because today the turf is upon us. Who's saying our lives suck? <laughs> the people. The people. Oh, the people always going on. And I'm sick of it. Who who thinks we suck and then finding out that we got turf is gonna change their mind? Norm the fans. You gotta hear these guys in the DMs. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I have to hear them in the DMs? Yes, Norm, audio. I think most of this intro is you saying stuff and me poking holes in it. Oh, don't you just love me? Yeah, it's a fun little bit. Oh, I said, don't you love me? Oh, okay, listen. Oh. <laughs> How you been feeling, Norm? You're seeming... I know yesterday was a bit of a blah day. Well, you know, um, anybody who's out there listening, slide into my DMs so I can hear them. <laughs> okay, uh, it's good stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, writing is very hard. Yeah, but That's you know, I'm I proud learned. of you because you didn't... You kept Yesterday trying, as annoying as it was. Yeah, it took me literally like two days to write a page. Yeah, but you kept at it. Yeah, it's true. Like n normal Norm would get angry and spend all of his precious writing time complaining. Normal Norm. Yeah, normal Norm, <laughs> the man I love. <laughs> and, which is not me, apparently. <laughs> well, this Norm is Bala. So so far the updates. Blah. So far the updates are we actually love past versions of ourselves and we're getting turf today. I'm doing great. What are you talking about? Everybody's on board with new Atlanta. New? <laughs> I've changed since last week. <laughs> I'm a new woman now. I'm a turf gal. Yeah, everyone's gonna know it. <laughs> we're gonna get shirts made. No, I'm feeling great. I did a shoot yesterday. Felt so nice shirts to be is, somewhere doing something. The shirts to say turf shit <laughs> norm <laughs> okay oh now you're into it it's turf time population me <laughs> you were about to pivot into something important oh i that? i'm saying i did a shoot yesterday it was really oh, fun yes. allison my close friend allison you're not allowed to one say of my any besties about it. Hmm? It was just i'm a, not allowed to say details but i just said it was i was there with a friend so it was really really allison fun rich was there exactly spoiler alert spoiler anyone, alert allison was there for anyone who loves mysteries <laughs> juicy one at that the rest of the mystery will unfold at a later date but it was really fun okay. to just be like out and about i will say this allison looked great on oh her my Instagram. god didn't she look so good mm -hmm. it's like I, she is a knockout she's it's a button wild she is a she's very a sexy button, button. <laughs> yeah. you know guys when you put on a shirt and you're feeling a little bit steamy it's because you just buttoned it up right <laughs> 
you, yeah, when you're feeling really steamy is when you fully buttoned up your shirt. Exactly, because it could mean sexy, could mean physically hot. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> the temperature. Steam. Yeah, right. the temperature. Right. It could be literally overheating. <laughs> oh, here comes steaming the dog. To death. <laughs> uh, here we go. We don't care about the dog anymore. We don't care we, about the listeners stop caring about the dog. This is why, like, whenever we talk because about she, the dog, yeah. the numbers just tank. It's because she started being good again, so we have nothing to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> but for a time there. Uh, no, I'll say, I'll say things are going pretty good. I mean, we were in a bit of a COVID lockdown. Yeah. Um, cause I had to do that. We, we didn't get COVID somehow. Everyone we still we know, have not gotten COVID. Everyone we know had it for a weekend. I missed the sloppy boy show, which, uh, I just, everyone yes. is getting COVID and stuff. It really sucks. So if any of the sloppy boys are listening, um, they are. Yeah. Sorry about that. And, uh, yeah, uh, like our friend Jason and his kid coughed in his face and, and you know, <laughs> was good. there was like, you know, whatever, I'm not going to list off who in our lives got COVID, but it is a miracle that we still have not, we're going to get, something's got to give. Oh, sure. I'm not afraid. Right. <laughs> oh, you think I'm not going to milk this like a cow? Milk what? Milk COVID. Milk, milk not getting COVID? <laughs> no, milk getting COVID. Oh, I see. <laughs> Milky. Um, but yeah, things, are, things aren't things are that bad. It's just a little frustrating, but there's nothing you can do about that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, we, we keep getting boxes delivered with giant, like, dents in the boxes. Hopefully oh my God, is everybody okay works. out there? It's like, it's like, you know, that opening, I'm worried. the opening scene in Ace Ventura when he's like the, the UPS guy and he's just oh, yeah. smashing the box. Like, is everyone doing that? You know, I'm worried about the drivers. Maybe it's mm. becoming too much. I think it is too, yeah. And it, I think that they get in trouble if the box comes damaged, even if it was like poorly packaged and shipped originally. So I, I don't write that in like when it says why you want to return something, I don't write damage upon arrival. Cause I'm like, no, I think people get in trouble. I feel like, especially at like Walmart, for example, they oh just, God. it goes down a line. They, they like, they like put a packing sticker on it. Another person like, you know, marks it as a sticker to make sure it's sold. And then someone at the end just crushes it with a sledgehammer. Remember that woman at Walmart made me put an entire patio set myself into a cart. Right. <laughs> and I fucking went mental on I was so mad. She thought you did something. She thought I damaged it. So this woman but thought. But this thing was so damaged, it looked like a car backed into it. Was it was so damaged. But this woman thought I did it for some reason and then returned it. So what gain do I have to damage something if I'm just like, I don't even get to have the product. Imagine that's what gets you off. Just buying expensive things, backing your car up into it, and then returning it being like, I didn't do this. Hey, I'm I'm jizzing right now just hearing about it. Wow. <laughs> or as Norm would say, cream in my jeans. Uh, and I am in jeans. I say that? Oh my you God. You always say cream in my jeans. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Disgust. Norm, the first time you saw me all those years ago. Jeans were Did creamed. you cream? <laughs> Yeah, I just throw the jeans away, soaked in cream. You know, yesterday the um, <laughs> hairstylist was, at, you know, somehow, the oh, I know what. One of the cast members, she had just recently gotten married, right? Okay. So she was kind of being like, oh, we had to postpone it. You know, the whole COVID thing of having to postpone the wedding. Still a thing, yeah. Still a thing. Well, because those venues, you got to get like a year in advance. It's like a whole thing. That's why we didn't do it. Okay. But they were like, oh, how did you meet your husband? I say the same story every time. I'm like, oh, we've known each other for a long time from the Toronto comedy scene. In fact, we used to be enemies. (laughs) 
right. love talking about being enemies with you. It's like yeah. my favorite thing. And then I say, some say we still are. Yeah, some say the rivalry lingers. Does it bother you that I really downplay our marriage when I'm talking to other people about it and I'm constantly threatening divorce? No, I don't think about it much. I think it's so funny and oh. people love the bit. Oh, good. Yeah. As long it, as the bit works. The bit works. People think it's really funny that I'm always, they're always like, oh, that's so sweet of your husband. He, he must be so great. And I'm going to go, is he? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, one of those. And then the people love it. Questions. The same out. people in my DMs. These are the audio messages I'm getting. They're sending you audio clips <laughs> via DM. What's happening? I say we get to it. We should. This intro has been a circus. <laughs> Who's the guest? You know, this episode was a blast. It, Prove it. it was John. And we, we've we actually worked together on a couple different projects. John and like, who? John Mackey. No, oh. why do you do this every week? Yeah. I, I don't do <laughs> Why can't you just let me say the name at the proper time to say the You're name? You're talking about the intro? I've only missed one. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm saying. Oh. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Um, but we've worked together a lot in the past, mm. worked together a lot at like funny or dying and stuff like that, which oh. was really cool. And what a delight to catch out. We really get into it. It was nice to have a real heart to heart. Okay. I know I say it every week, but really people are doing a great job opening up on the podcast. I'm like really having a good time. It mm-hmm. used to stress me out recording because I, if I was afraid of, I didn't have updates or anything interesting to say and, oh, the guest isn't going to want to talk to me. And right. like, man, are we on the up and up? We are turning around. These episodes are cruising. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about turf for three weeks, so it's like we have stuff to talk about. The numbers are soaring. Everybody, please help me welcome my guest that has already been named John Mackey right after this break. I can't wait. It's a self-esteem party. John, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. Hi, Elena. How are you? How am I? How dare you? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing, honestly, doing so good. Just, just I'm doing furious so good. you throwing questions in my face. Oh. An interrogation never right again. away. I'll never ask another question. <laughs> never, there will not be a single question mark if in the transcript of this episode, my lines will not have a single question mark i promise the inflection is going to be so confusing (laughs) for the duration of the podcast (laughs) all your statements are going to be like you like married (laughs) i'll be like excuse me (laughs) i like married (laughs) yeah just telling people how they feel that's that's my whole deal Okay, you're feeling good. Speaking I'm feeling of good. Statements. Feeling you're good. feeling good. Yeah. What's got you feeling good? And could you put it on a one to ten scale if you had to? Uh, I mean, I uh, I would say I'm probably in the like in the like seven seven to seven point five zone, which to me is like good stasis. Right. I agree. That's like if I'm gonna, you can't feel better than that, and you can't feel worse than that for long without no. it being like, hang on, what's going on? Because isn't that like, wouldn't that be like a B, B plus on, yeah. a, on a grading of a paper, which you're like, they're like, great, you did it. Yeah. You got I'd, it done. I'd give myself like an 86 to 88 yeah. on, okay. on the paper if it's in a 100 point scale. <laughs> well, uh, just it's a really good paper you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, and, and listen, when it comes to writing papers, I've never failed. I am a paper guy, <laughs> folks. Definitely a paper guy. I've never <laughs> failed. Yeah. So confident yeah. in your skills. Yeah. <laughs> I accept. I accept. Um, yeah. Okay, 7, 7.5, great. 
What are the contributing factors, if there's any you can pinpoint? I think I, uh, when I am uh, sort of uh, comfortably sort of working and not uh, not in one of the extended periods between jobs, mm-hmm. I get very uh, relaxed. That's like my relaxed time. It's like when I'm working yeah. on when I'm working on something that is like paying me enough that I don't have to be worried, and, but also not so intense and horrible that it makes me feel bad that mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of just be like chilling, like riding the wave. Uh, yes, and so yes. I've had, I've had like a good string this year in general, I think in terms of just like consistent working has been way more consistent than previous years. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I was the kind of person who went freelance knowing that my biggest fear in all of everything is like not making enough money to live in this city. Uh, And so like I've had some years in the past where I'm just like so scared all year long because I'm working like so sporadically. But this year I've lucked out and had some like consistent work all year, which is, which is not typical of people in our creative fields, Alana. No, it is not. I mean, I worked on one of your jobs. (laughs) Yeah. As you remember, yeah, which yeah. was really fun when I saw the when I saw those uh, those spots come out. I yeah, was like, right? "Hey, wait a minute!" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I know this script." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was so cool. It came out great. Yeah, and so yeah. I think I think also it's, it's yeah I think the stuff I've done this year has I've 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 done a lot of uh, fun stuff and I've done a lot of stuff that hasn't necessarily been fun but has kept me busy and kept me working mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think that is like generally the source of most of my anxiety is is uh, work, and so work has been good this year. So we're doing better. Uh, yeah, and then also I'm very excited. I'm going to see my family uh, the end of this week, and I haven't. Yes, yeah. you said you were going out of town. Yeah, that that's what it is. We're going on a family vacay or just a family back home. Well, I'm going back to uh, Columbia, North Carolina, the small town in North Carolina that I grew up in. Uh, call getting the invite. <laughs> Gonna be really weird. How are you gonna show off your fiance? I'm not even there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't propose. <laughs> Alana. Come on. These are all statements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, w- um, yeah. Trying to think about how to say it in the statement. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going, going home. My brother's coming down from Richmond with my niece, who I haven't seen in a minute. <gasps> Uh, so it's oh, just going to be, it's just going to be a nice time and I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm going to be gone for a week and then I'm going to a wedding at the end of it for, for a friend in North Carolina. So it's just a lot of nice things sort of all coming together in the month of August. Well, uh, because you've been working really hard and now you're going to have like kind of a much yeah. needed guilt-free break. Yeah. Whereas like if you hadn't done anything, you'd be like, I Truly. can't spend my money on all this travel. Like, yeah. You, you no, know what I mean? And that's that. And that, yeah, nothing is more true of my approach to that. Like, like these types of things than that statement. Like it's like, that's how I when, feel. Yeah. I have to be reasonable about it. Oh. I can't, if you can't afford it, you can't do it. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that because I'm not going to rack up this credit card debt. I'm not getting involved in this mess. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with You that. credit card companies, do you hear us? Do you hear me? We, we are not no, going to get wrapped I up in this no stuff. I say no to you. <laughs> I do not consent to this. <laughs> 
uh, I mean, sure, I signed all the documents. Yeah, okay. and I noticed um, that the interest rate was twenty three point nine percent for the year. I knew, I, sure knew. I, knew. <laughs> I knew this, but I did uh, it anyway because I really wanted those shoes. <laughs> I did just buy shoes. I'll have you know. That's my. That's <laughs> how did you know? Because it's me too. For I guess. my running, for yeah. my new running. Yeah, <laughs> I'm up to twenty minutes. <laughs> Anyways, that's why I'm feeling a 10 out of 10. I got up to the 20-minute mark, and I thought, let's call her quits. I mean, hey, that's huge. (laughs) Running is so hard. It's really hard, and I hate it. Yeah. I don't understand. I can confidently say that. Do you think people... Oh, this is a question. You know what? I'm giving Uh, up. I'm uh, asking questions. Give up. Give up. I'm dying here. Do you think people who who claim to really like running really do... Or is it more like that they're like, oh, the challenge is exciting or whatever? Like, who actually likes it? Uh, Okay. I think you have to be a little bit nuts to be alone (laughs) with your thoughts, literally dragging your body to kind of run from them for hours on end. Yeah. You have to be so mentally in it. (laughs) And that... To me, it's like when I'm running, I just miss society. Yeah. So at some point, I got to stop and re-enter. And I also like when I'm when I'm running or any kind of like repetitive exercise. So like if I'm at the yes. gym and I'm like on an elliptical or like I'm like doing an exercise bike or I'm like doing Which anything. Which I've seen you on an elliptical at the gym oh, before, if I'm, you remember correctly. Oh, really? We have seen each other Wait, on an elliptical at a gym before. At the Years. one? The one here? Yes. Yes. Here. I'm talking like a million yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, John, yeah. when I live by there. Yeah. And I remember specifically yeah, yeah. we were like yammering on about them being like, what's all this rust? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, anyways. So I just want everyone to know he has proof. He's been yeah, on I have been on okay. Uh But no, I like, I when I'm on there, I am like so like, I'm, people are like, oh, I do it to just like sort of like clear my mind. And I'm like, if I'm sitting there doing the same thing over and over that takes no focus whatsoever, all I'm doing is in my mind. Spiraling. And like thinking about Spiraling. everything that sucks. And then it's like, I look at my phone and it's like, oh, I've been on here for seven minutes. And I fe- oh God, I'm already dying. Worst? I'm already literally dying. And I'm like, how have I only been doing this for seven minutes? I've thought, I've like thought about every bad thing that's going on in my life right now. And I'm like How's sick of my playlist. I'm yeah. already like, there's no songs to inspire me. That's yeah. how I'll feel about it. And that's why. And Norm was like, why do you run the same path every day? And I said, because I've timed out exactly the landmark that goes with the amount of time I've been running. So I know (laughs) if I get to the first coffee shop, it's been 10 minutes. If I get to the second coffee shop, it's been 15 minutes. You know what I mean? That's how I time my run. So I don't have to like be looking at my phone because it makes me crazy to know the exact amount and that it is quite little. It just feels like in (laughs) in every other time in my life, Time moves so quickly. When I want yeah. time to move slowly, it's like, mm-mm. I, you want to have like two more hours until you have to like go and do this thing that you're dreading? Nope. Those two hours are going to seem like five minutes. And then it's like, oh, you want this run to seem like this hour long run to be over? Nope. It's been three and a half minutes. And it's like, <laughs> three it's like, and a half. it's like, it's just crazy. Like, how does time work the, both ways? How how yeah. how can it go so quickly when you need more of it, well, and then yeah. go so slowly when you just want it to be done? I don't understand. 
I just well, don't understand. What this podcast is exploring. Mm. <laughs> that's what it's called self esteem. Hi. Time yeah. <laughs> self esteem. Actually, time it's work. really cool. It's actually a really cool concept. <laughs> <laughs> People are like kind of really into it and talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you guys are on board with um, self esteem uh, time warp. Please, yeah. Um, if you're on board, tweet at us. <laughs> and and just the quick logline: it is it is discussions of our feelings and our lives uh, as we travel through this spa- through space and time across multi dimensions. Yeah. yeah, solving crimes. Solving crimes. <laughs> yes, yes. Solving oh crimes. Oh my god, John, this is a perfect project for you and I to start. <laughs> yeah. And we can get your family in as guests. You're already going to be with them. Just yeah, bring yeah. the equipment. Yeah, I'll just bring all my gear and my niece. <laughs> My niece, who is uh, going to be two in a month, Good. she's exactly in the zone to be a guest sound on a effects, podcast. Sound yeah. effects. Yeah. <laughs> we need her. She can hit a couple of goos and gaws. Yeah, uh, hit up her manager, yeah. see what they're saying, get yeah. back to me. She's also got a great story she's been telling recently about uh, the crocodile that lives in her house. Uh, okay, this she, is concerning. Yeah. No, she plays this very fun game <laughs> where instead of like the floor is lava, she plays like the floor is crocodile, and so she Wasn't runs there around a the movie house. About that, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Recently, there was a movie about that. And there's it's a like crocodile, crocodile in the house. Broken. It was like flooded, and the whole floor was crocodile. Was like, oh yeah. yeah. What was that? She's called? onto something. I can't remember what that was called, but I remember the trailer being like, yeah, that I would hate this. I would hate for this yeah, to happen to me. Yes. Uh. But no, she plays this game where she runs around the house. She'll be on FaceTime with me, and she has figured she knows how to like hold a phone and like FaceTime with me, which is crazy for a two year old. Wow, so young. Yeah, but then she runs around the house and just uh, screams, "Where's the crocodile? Where's the crocodile?" And then she'll like jump on the couch and she's like, "It's the crocodile!" And I'm like, "Where's?" It's like um, Hook. Mm-hmm. Remember. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, she's good. She's good. See why we need her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> first why? guest. This is the kind of magic we need. <laughs> yeah, first guest on self-esteem time warp, folks. Francis Mackey. I have half a mind to do an actual special self-esteem, <laughs> self-esteem time I feel like you and should. get like all our friends on it. Yeah. I think that would be like super funny. Do like a radio play type thing. Yeah, I think I think at this point that. That the name exists, you have to make it a real thing. <laughs> I just kind of have you to have fall to. through yeah, on it. You just have to. Uh, I wanted to say about feeling good about work mm. and it de-stressing you. Mm. It's kind of like when you don't have to worry about the life stuff, the like real world things, yeah. all you have left is your imagination. Yeah. Because you're not going, how am I going to make money? You're going, great, I have money. How can I make this thing I'm already doing for money? Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, I can't... Norm was talking about, you know, coming up with new material, this, this, and this. And I was like, my brain is so... Like, I'm hitting a wall right now because I'm going, where's all... We got to get some cash rolling (laughs) in. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because it's like you get gigs, this and that. But I'm like, okay, time for something. Like, let's get some real cash rolling in so we can, like, get some huge upgrades going. A new haircut, if you will. Yeah, get some real cash rolling in. (laughs) Get some Uh, cash rolling uh, in. No, I completely understand that feeling. Because, I I mean, I I think it's the thing with any sort of... I think like the interesting thing about like Los Angeles and like trying to pursue any sort of creative career is that like truly nobody except for like the highest level people are like comfortable. You know what I mean? I I think you have this idea that like, 
like, oh, all it takes is you got to get on a TV show and then you'll buy a house and you'll be happy forever. And it's like the the reality of it is even like some of the like my most successful TV actor friends are like constantly scared. <laughs> you know, like constantly like like yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to keep up like this show that I'm on could get canceled. Oh, like and like oh, you also think about like with like Netflix being such a an employer, it's like and also it's all streaming, so they pay so weird. Nobody gets residuals anymore. It's like yeah. it's just like it's it's you if you're signing up for a life uh in Los Angeles trying to be creative in any way, you're kind of just signing up for like probably being stressed out until you're 45. You know, one, you're 100% right. <laughs> yeah. And two, I think at 45, you even get more stressed because you're going, well, now I'm old. Well, yeah. But I think at yeah. 45, I'm kind of of the mind that's like, if I'm still struggling at 45, I'm like, mo- I'm like moving to Seattle and opening like a coffee shop and just like living simply because it's like. Well, I think by then the podcast will have taken off. Well, so. yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think self-esteem time you warp. You can afford to live wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like, no, that's, that's and I'm like kind of comfortable with that where I'm like, if, if I could, I could exist at the level I'm at for like another 10 years and be okay. But mm-hmm. if I'm like 45 and I'm still like, I can't buy a house anywhere in the whole entire country and I, and stuff, I'm just like, well, why am I choosing to live in a city that's impossible to live in? It's like, if I'm going to live in like a yeah. place or if I'm going to, if I'm not going to be able to like be the king, the king of my industry, mm-hmm. there's no reason to be here. And I could live somewhere else and be so happy still. Maybe. If you're although not I really think, living. Yeah. If you're just stressing, what's the freaking point of hanging on? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're not like in a comfortable, whether it's buying a house or like renting a place that like you really like, yeah. it really that, works it for you. It sounds so privileged that I was just like, well, if I can't buy a house by the time I'm 45, I'm no, I, getting out of here. No, no, no. But I, but you know listen, what I mean? John, it's like in the town where I'm from, my friends all got houses a few Same. years out of high school. So Same. it's like, actually what you're saying is like, my not niece, a it's like, it's actually yeah. just different. My niece who is like 24 now, she mm-hmm. bought a house two years ago. And I'm like, yeah, excuse it, me. It makes me feel like, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. And where did I go wrong? <laughs> and then, <laughs> like and you, I, and, do you know what I mean? You like yeah. torture yourself. Well, cause like, cause I think it's also, it's because we have such this like skewed idea of what most people in California and people who are trying to do comedy or like entertainment, we have this like skewed idea of like what their lives actually look like, I think, because mm-hmm. all of our examples are like, from interviews on TV shows where they're presenting them best their best self. But then it's like I saw this this interview recently uh with Sydney Sweeney the from Euphoria and she's like been in a bunch of other like shows mm-hmm. where like she's like I don't I can't afford to take 6 months off of acting. Like 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 some bigger actors who are all like like oh I I like I choose the projects I want. Like it's like so many people are just like no. I have to oh do I have to do whatever. Like I can't I, be picky. I'll do whatever yeah. cuz each thing you do leads to something else. Yeah. So that's the thing is like if you can't if you don't do it, 
maybe there was somebody else working on that set that then it's like, oh, they're actually show running this thing. And they're like, oh, you know who was good? That girl well, that came in yeah. and did that thing. You, you think about I mean? literally everything. I, I think both of us probably have the same, like similar experiences where like so much of our, our work comes from people who we became friends with through other jobs. Like, and then it's like people are like, "Oh, it's handed to you," and I'm like, "No, I spent years yeah. working with these people, proving myself, earning my position, I'm and like, proving that's and, just how it goes." And like proving to pe- the money people that you are like capable, because it's like that's the people really people vouch for you, yeah. but you gotta bring the heat yourself. You yeah. gotta fill in the rest. Yeah, obviously. And it's also like, like to me, I think that like it, there's a difference between like being a uh, like. Uh, you know, uh, Steven Spielberg's kid and getting like right. handed a, 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 a directing job or whatever. And being like John Mackey from Columbia, North Carolina, who moved out here in 2008, worked for four years doing literally nothing like in closets at, at post houses doing nothing. And then finally got his first job editing a charity video for funny or die for $250. Now like we're talking, it's like that, like, <laughs> and then that turned into editing like another thing for $400. And then two years later, I finally got like a branded editing job from funny or die where I got paid $2,000 for editing a thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, okay, that's four weeks of work that I got paid $2,000 for. But then it's like, the the people who were working there, like I became friends with, and they went and worked somewhere else, and they're like, "Oh, hey, that guy was great." Now he comes over here, and like, "Oh, I'm working for, yeah, I'm directing a thing with with a huge celebrity." It's like, "Oh, that's like, that's like nine, literally nine years of like eating shit, and then and then finally getting like my first real thing." That then got canceled because of COVID. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's like. But you still got it. I did. I still got it. You did get I, it. I still and got it. The best advice I got when I moved here was somebody said to me, give it 10 years. Yeah. And they weren't playing. Yeah. They yeah. were not fooling around. Yeah. And you know what? We do have a very similar story, you and I, of like, I'm going to go ahead and say long game. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because the guys, a lot of the guys that I worked with at Funny or Die, some of them um, ended up producing my pilot that I made with Comedy Central from a video I did at Funny or Die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, how, because they started their own company. So yeah, it's yeah. like, how, as you know, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So I'm like, how crazy that it's like, you know what I mean? Then it's like the reversing where I'm like, oh my God, great. Now I'm doing this thing and I'm like, I know exactly who to call. Yeah, you're like finally. Oh my god, great! Now I can be the one that's like, okay, great, come bring all these people in, these yeah. amazing people. Exactly, and I think that like the other part of that like sort of equation that I think also there's like that really stupid phrase like uh, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, which is not true because even doing the things that I really love, I still get tired of doing them. But there is yeah. something to be said uh, about like. I think it's more the actual phrase should be uh, if you work with people that you like, you'll never work a day in your life. It's oh my it's God. it's like literally because for me, it's like I have done some of like the worst jobs that I just were literally just a paycheck when I took them. But then I worked with people who I'm like, oh, man, 
like working with these people is so fun and mm-hmm. they make it so good. So like for me, my whole focus as like a person in this world is like, I'm saying yes to people. I'm not saying yes to jobs. Like that's kind you know, of my whole approach. It's even with a side job. If mm-hmm. you worked at a coffee shop, like I worked at a bakery once and got so close with, it was all girls that worked there for some reason. And got so close. <laughs> now that I think about it. For I'm some like, reason. <laughs> Why was it all girls working there? <laughs> yeah. So that just dawned that's on me weird. now. But some of the breads, <laughs> Some of the breads had video cameras in them. Honestly, I this is kind of all catching up with pranked. me in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave it to the self-esteem time warp to <laughs> yeah. uh, get you back in that memory and get it to come to the surface. This is kind of like therapy. Yeah. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm, okay, yes, we're going yes, through, yes. we're rewriting the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, here's a question for you because you said you're feeling at the 77.5 working study, feeling whatever. When you're not working, yes, we talked about stress with money, but do you ever question your skill set? All the time. Or your talent? Every like, minute of I'm every not day. Good at this. Every, every okay. single minute of every single day. And that okay. was like the 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 big thing that I I actually started going to therapy for the first time during COVID. Oh, uh, fantastic. Because, good job. Yeah. Cause I I I'd always been like very resistant to it. More so because the feeling out process was always going to be, it was daunting for me of just being like, well, if I go to a therapist, what if I hate them? Oh, and then yeah. I have to like break up with my a therapist. Can I ghost a therapist? Is that a thing you could do? I don't know. But then like, so it was like a very, it was tough for me to make the choice to do it. But then I did. And like the big thing uh, that I dealt with in therapy was like two things. One imposter syndrome and like feeling very uh feeling like my sort of uh goals were uh loftier than my skills uh which which could be true but it also doesn't matter uh but also like just like that like super people pleasy stuff that was like those are the two big deals the two big john mackey deals uh, yeah, okay. And like we're getting we're getting a two for one here. Guys. Yeah. We're getting both the deals in one session uh, here. <laughs> but like the imposter syndrome stuff was like so real for me. And it still is. I think I've gotten better about managing that feeling. Uh but it still is tough to like I think it's it's like that feeling like if anybody ever corrects me or like gives me a note that I should have thought before it makes me so embarrassed like it's like that feeling of embarrassment where like someone is just like oh hey did we think about this and then i'm like oh shit no and then i and it kills me just makes me be like oh i suck at this but you've got the right perspective of it as opposed to someone that like takes offense of the note or gets defensive of the note and you're like me where i'm like oh fuck sorry everybody yeah (laughs) i really am delaying us now but like that's also like the thing that i like through therapy and and talking to a therapist sort of realized was that like it is like an asset to be uh to not be so in yourself and be open to other people's ideas Mm -hmm. like like and and to like understand that you are not the only person in the room who is is good you know and like understand Mm -hmm. like for me it's like i've always been like well i'm not great but i just hire great people to help me like that's like (laughs) my weird little mental 
game is like, yeah. I'm not good, but I know a great uh, DP. I know great writers. I know great art people. I know great people. So I just hire the best people and then I don't have to do anything. But then it's like the thing that I realized is that like the thing that I'm really good at, which is literally what a director is, is like assembling a team and then making that team work and like making it making the team produce a thing that everybody's excited about and yes, i'm as I'm, a team yeah and i'm like i that my skills are in a like i am creative i do have ideas i do i do present them but i think i am more so a person as a director who is like if i hire the best people and i make them feel comfortable and i make the job fun and i and i give us all very clear goals the thing is going to be good and so it's like instead of me thinking like i have to be the one who has every single idea and if i don't have every single idea then i'm bad at my job mm -hmm. it's like that's not it if you had every single idea they wouldn't have a job <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so you're uh, taking jobs from people yeah exactly and you no know and mean? no one likes people who do that and then they're gonna feel the same way you're feeling because they didn't get a chance to like also show their expertise in their right you know topic or, yeah or like their specialty their or, topic yeah in their uh, topic. yeah but it is like <laughs> well you said of things that you didn't think of so I'm like well whatever the topic is I don't know <laughs> that they're talking about <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah oh yeah also i'm not a uh, director i do um uh paintings so my team is oh, wow. uh, okay. house paintings i do house painting and my team is just people who paint houses uh, and the topics we are on you yeah. guys gotta hear us yeah. <laughs> you gotta hear this stuff <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's um i think that yeah, like that's, that's the really big thing for me like like dealing with my imposter syndrome has been like really like uh understanding what value i bring and not not trying to like not trying to to obsess over the the idealistic picture in my head of what what or who i should be and being like oh the thing that i'm good at is like molding and sort of controlling the the bigger picture mm -hmm. uh and 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 to do that it's like it is collaborative and being being open to other people and, and allowing people to feel comfortable with me. Yeah, and like that is yeah. a skill that so few people actually have. Like like making other people actually legitimately feel comfortable is to, like to say those notes to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To help catch those mistakes yeah, before they it's happen. Like, it's like that to me is like super valuable. Uh because it is rare. I think I've worked with so many people who are like not welcoming and don't make you feel they make you feel stupid or they make you feel like you don't know what you're doing and it's like i'm the opposite of that i am like i am an empowerer i'm a person who makes people feel like they matter and i think that is is almost more valuable to the work that i do and the types of work that i do than it is to be like some like sort of like David Fincher style like auteur who's like nope we need to do a 98th take because the, the this thing didn't work exactly the way that my brain wants it to 
It's my like, style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your style. That was <laughs> a I'm subtle note. A subtle yeah. note on it to you. <laughs> I, I picked uh, up on it. <laughs> <laughs> doing ninety nine takes. Um, uh, and now, how much yeah. of that camaraderie and your ability to do that? How much of that did you form uh, being a part of the UCB Upright Citizens Brigade community? I think. Um, I think all of it. I think yeah. it, that's like such a tenet My stuff of, came from theaters too. My ability to work with people um definitely came from Well, it's like from it, that. I think it's like when you when you realize that like there's no such thing as like being the smartest or the funniest person in the room. That mm-hmm. that's not a real thing. Like there because uh there is no sort of like objective need. I think in in a particularly in like creative uh jobs and creative sort of environments there is no like objective n- need in terms yeah. of like creating the thing right so there is no like one right answer to any problem no and like working with other people and especially doing improv for me really was like that thing of just like okay well the thing that's on the table is this idea that i did not even come up with how do I look at that and bring myself to it and mm-hmm. make it and make that thing a thing that both me and this other person who I'm working with in this scene in improv are both excited about and both completely understand and are both completely on the same page about. So it's like it's very challenging. It's a lot <laughs> harder than it sounds to be like on the same page. Yeah. Immediately. But I think the the communication that's required to like do good improv Mm-hmm. Also is it, it it like finds its way into like everything that I do, like particularly like career stuff. But it is like it, that like communication and like being clear and like and, and also being open to other people's ideas and like being able to sort of like pull out the like kernel from someone else's idea that is like mm-hmm. true and like the the thing that everybody is sort of looking at and being like, that's it. It's yeah. like that's such an improv skill that I think is like – uh, has proven so invaluable to me on set. Well, I think what you're doing... Okay, Mr. On Director. <laughs> on he switched his hat to a tiny beret. <laughs> uh, I think um, I think what's so good about, in the times that I've worked with you, what is so good about working with you is that you're very inclusive and mm-hmm. you're that way in your improv as well or the podcast I've done with you or whatever, you're very inclusive and you said you want to do something that like excites a crew and when you're inclusive, you make people feel like the project is also theirs and then mm-hmm. everybody has ownership over it. That's the second your name really feels attached to it, not just a, a gig you're doing, but like your name really feels attached to it mm. for any crew member. It's like, and it's something you're all going to be proud of. It's like immediately you are going to get one and a half times more work out of everybody yeah. because everyone's going to be like, this thing matters now. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and like also to me, it's like, I, th- there's two things. I, I, there's two things that are true about me. It's one, I want everybody to have fun Mm-hmm. particularly on like anything that is like work we gotta have fun and also we have to wrap early that's like the big thing for me it's like i'm not oh, I, I'm, I'm just like let's just let's get it done so it's like also like yeah like i don't even want people to work more i just want them to all i just want to get i, I want to stop working that's but really this it. is going to make yeah. everybody work harder. <laughs> I, 
it is it, you know what junk because norm when he does his shoots he also notoriously is good at getting the shots and kind of moving it along chugging along and getting yeah. everybody out there at a reasonable hour yeah and you can see people are 10 times more likely to hop on these projects and these you know videos and everything like that because it's like not that it's necessarily going to be an easy day, but it's going to be an efficient day. Yeah. And we'll get it done and we'll all get out. So everyone just get in there and focus not gonna and suck. get out. I think that no. that's like, that's like to Focusing me, it's like. Focusing is fun. Like doing your job <coughs> is fun. And I just like want people, I just, I just like hate when things suck. And I want pe- I, I want everybody to always be like, oh, that was fun. It was fun. And it, it, especially with the kinds of stuff that I'm doing, it's like, I just want people to have a blast. Uh yeah. And I think that that to me is like my number one goal. Even if like the stupid thing for some brand isn't uh, good and we all know it's dumb, I want everybody to at least have had fun doing it. Uh, mm. And I think that that to me, in terms of dealing with my imposter syndrome as a director, has been like the thing that I focus on most is like when I'm sitting there and feeling like, uh, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go instead of like focusing on those thoughts. I'm just like, well, the things that I do know is that like everybody there is a person who I know and I'm, I have a like fun relationship with and we're going to do it together and it's going to be, and we're going to have a good time doing it. So there's no way that it could go wrong. Uh, and that's kind of the truth. It's the way it's been, which is, which is nice. Refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he took the beret off. <laughs> He's done. He's done directing the yeah. conversation. <laughs> and cut. Yeah. Uh now you said, you know, it sounds like you're able to in the moment kind of um redirect your thoughts or like change the narrative. Yeah. But you said you were able to sort this in therapy. Were you given any tools or tactics or something to be able to get there? Because is it or was it just you were able to do it right away? Because that's like a that's a big ask to, I think, to change in the minute. I think that like um, my therapist uh, is just very good at like uh, recognizing me, like like sort of underlining things for me, which is a thing that I think that I've always. I I, I think I'm a person who's like pretty good at like. Recognizing like what's going on with me, like I'm pretty good at being like, oh, okay. yeah, like oh, that's that's what this is. I've always kind of been that way, where I can be like, ah, I see the thing that I'm doing right now is I'm like obsessing over this like thing that like I really don't have any control over. Uh, but like I think the thing that I always like thought was was like you can't just like stop that, like you mm-hmm. can't like stop obsessing over a thing. Like that's not how your brain works. And I think that like through like just talking about it and like and like recognizing like the patterns and the things that I was I was doing, I have been able to like really uh, not like stop them from happening, but I have been able to kind of like notice it and be like, mm-hmm, there you are. Uh, and also understand that in it's like the idea that like with it like it will pass if you just like recognize it and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a feeling I'm having right now. Was I feeling this 30 minutes ago? No. So that probably means I won't be feeling this forever. So like, let's just like be cool. Let yourself be like uncomfortable. 
and then eventually it, it subsides. Uh, I, I, it's like taking a pause to check in. Yeah. To, to you know, assess. Yeah. And I think also a big thing for me was in therapy was like, uh, like not uh, thinking I'm crazy. Because I think that mm-hmm. there was like a time in my life where I just like accepted that, well, your brain's just stupid and bad. So you're just you're you're nuts, man. Uh, and I think just talking talking about the things that I've thought and felt for a while really helped me, like kind of like just be more self aware and be able to sort of recognize the sort of like triggers and the things that make me feel certain ways, and also rationally talk through them. With myself, mm-hmm. which is a thing that I was always really bad at. I was always really bad at being like, okay, well, what am I upset about right now? Okay, well, I'm upset that, like, uh, the deadline for this thing is, like, tomorrow, and I don't have an answer to this question that I really need so that I can finish it, and I'm sitting here just, like, obsessively oh thinking about don't how I can't fix this thing. And then it's, like, really what it took for me was my therapist once just said to me, she's like, well what would happen if it didn't, if you didn't get that answer? And then I'd be like, well, I guess we'd miss a deadline. And she's like, okay, well, what would happen if you missed the deadline? And I was like, well, the brand would be upset that they didn't get a cut the day that they were expecting it. And she was like, okay, well, what would happen then? And I was like, well, I would, we'd probably just like deliver the cut the next day. And she's like, okay. And what would happen after that? It was like, everything would be fine. So it's like, oh my, it's like, he go. it's like literally just like walking through the, like the worst case scenarios and being like, well, what actually changes? Like what yeah, actually yeah. changes and nothing changes. It's like these like kinds of like hard, like things that I would uh, like obsess about and get so stressed about the ultimately there really is no, no real consequence. Like mm-hmm. the worst thing that could happen is that like a a company could say, well, we don't want to work with that guy anymore. But like the likelihood that that would happen is so minute, especially when I think about like most of the things that I get like stressed about are not my fault and no one could even point to me as the reason that they're happening. So it's like, what am I really afraid of? And I think like ultimately what I do realize it comes back to is I'm afraid of like burning bridges and like people thinking I'm bad, bad and not, yeah, not yeah. wanting to work with me. And it's yeah. like, no, nobody's even thinking about you. Sorry, yeah. John. Yeah. That's we're not tr- even bothering, but that's like, isn't that funny it that is that's like true. And it's like it, when you say it like that, it sounds bad and it sounds like it hurts, but it's also like it's truly free. who gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody's we, thinking about you, bro. Up, it comes up on this podcast all the time. People needing to give the reminder being like, did I offend this person or are they mad at me or they didn't write back or this, this, and that, you know, the little things, the little communications that yeah. you have with people or lack thereof. And then just releasing yourself of it being like, if they're mad, there's nothing I can do. They're already mad. Yeah. Someone, this is, it, there's nothing I funny. can do about it. There, uh, a, uh, a girl I went on, uh, two dates with. Okay, and then she, let's and get then her she, on. She ghosted me. She said uh, on our first date, she said something that stuck with me, which was literally just the phrase, uh, what people think about me is none of my business. And oh. uh, and she ghosted me, so it really sticks with me as uh, 
the my my reaction to her ghosting me was business. just like, dang, that sucks. But then I was like, she doesn't care. She doesn't she care that what? I was upset. She was, she was great. She doesn't care at all because what yeah. I think of her is none of her business. But then I like take that. I say that to myself all the time when I'm like worried about like the way that I'm going to be perceived for like saying something. It's like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Oh my God, life's too short. Yeah. Who gives a shit? And the reality is another thing that my therapist has t- told me, she's like, you're a, obviously a good, thoughtful person and you're a compassionate and you're kind, which is like things that make it so basically no one, no one is really going to be that hurt if you say what you need, right? It's like, because your kindness and your ability to like mm-hmm. sort of be good to people and genuine yeah makes you. makes those those conversations that you're thinking about as like these hard things where you have to like talk about something that's going to hurt somebody's feelings it's like you're going to say it in a way that they're not going to they're going to be fine because you're good at communicating and you're not going to like ruin anybody and even if you do ruin yeah. someone or like make someone upset it's like ultimately, as long as you're not like trying to hurt them with what you're saying, if you're whatever you're doing is for a good reason, you can't worry about it. You can't be like you can't worry about like, oh, I uh I truly it's like the stupidest shit like asking for like more money and shit where I'm just like, I'm yeah. not even gonna ask oh, for I more money because the they're gonna hate me. But then it's like, who fucking cares? I do it all the time. Yeah. It's what nuts. Care? What are they going to say? No? What are you yeah. going to fire me? They yeah. I never even had the job. We didn't even start. <laughs> fuck are you talking? I'll f- I fire you. Get, I, get the fuck out of my face. I fire Literally, you before, I, I, I fire I you fire before you. you hire me. You're fired. I fire you before you hire me. Yeah. See you? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, no, yeah. I'm I'm 100% with, um, with everything that you're saying. And it's just like, it's just not worth the torture. And the odds of them actually thinking about you, it's possible. Sure, people yeah. can hang on to things you've said. Yeah. And it's like, look, I have I haven't ghosted anybody, but I've had some bad breakups. Mm. But I was never trying to hurt anyone. And that's why in all occasions I did end up reconnecting. Exactly. And it went fine. I'm not saying I'm necessarily friends with everybody, but it's like it ended up being okay because they either they were like, you know, I learned this about myself. Yeah. Or I didn't realize this and whatever, whatever. Or enough time just passed that like nobody cared anymore. yeah and you also like like it's also like like uh i think it's like everybody in my brain everybody takes everything like so personally and takes everything like so mm-hmm. so harshly yeah but it's like in reality like yeah some people are gonna get like are 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 that way but like most people i find like if you just tell someone the truth mm-hmm. it's hard for someone to really for like like sort of take offense to the truth for that long right you know it's like i think you just have to kind of be comfortable with it and be like as long as what i'm saying is true yeah you can't be like uh you can't be worried about how it's going to land because you ultimately you're just saying the truth yourself yeah so much yeah you can only set yourself aside so much for the sake of somebody else because at some point that it's not even oh you're going to burn a bridge with them which is something i know you had said you were concerned about you're burning a bridge with yourself 
you're just going to burn out. It's yeah. like, you're just going to be left with nothing. You're going to yeah. be on empty. Yeah. We know that. I've been there. You've been there, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, we've done it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it happens. I'm sure everybody <laughs> has that. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Literally all the time. Uh, it's happening since the beginning yeah. of this episode. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> what self-esteem time warp is about. It's about it's about existential burnout. We love uh, it. We love the yeah. time warp. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it, it is like, it, I think it's it, a constant like struggle to like be, the, to do it. But it is like, mm-hmm. it, I have found that like when I am like, just like communicative about things, it always works out. If you say the truth, yeah, it it, if you say the truth, it's going to be fine. And listen, this is for the people pleasers out there listening to this. A lot of former guests, people pleasers, mm, oh myself, yeah. oh a yeah. lot of listeners. And it's like, let this free you. Yeah. Truly let this free you. It just doesn't matter. Nobody. And if you are telling cares. the truth, you can't argue with that. It's just <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's just what it is. So free yourself. Yeah. I think because it's also like, this is like a funny little shade of this, but like, I think the mm-hmm. thing that I think a lot about is like, uh, I, it's almost like in an effort to people, please pe- people, please people, you are, uh, you're essentially lying to everyone. And so like what you are sort of doing is, is essentially delay, you're del- you are always delaying the inevitable. Like by, mm. by, you're always basically just being like, well, I'm not going to say the thing now, but I'm ultimately because the way that I'm existing is not my true expression mm-hmm. ultimately it's gonna end up being worse later <laughs> so it's yeah. like It'll it's almost like yeah it's like if you can just say very 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 kindly very early what is troubling it's so much better than just being like no i'm just gonna eat this i'm gonna eat this and then it'll be fine because because we'll figure it out but it's like no you have to just like you have to be you have to be living the truth well the stress you're gonna feel and we've been talking about it this episode it's like that you're gonna put on yourself for no reason you're gonna make yourself sick you truly are when you're and then you can't keep up the charade with everybody (laughs) and you know it's like if somebody's saying oh we're gonna pay this person this much and it's for you to deliver the news and they're like I want this. And you're like, yeah, sounds good. It's like, where's that money going to come from? (laughs) What's the game plan? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Either way, the money doesn't come. Yeah. So you're saying if I say it early, give them a fair shot to make a decision. Yeah. Based on that. Well, it's also, it's funny. This, this specifically goes to one of the things that I talked about with my therapist, uh, early on, uh, before we got like really deep. So like everything we talked about was just like, uh, career, um, and money issues always a good place uh, to start yeah uh one thing that my therapist told me was was you have to stop like thinking that negotiating with a, a corporation is negotiating with a person <laughs> like it's like <laughs> it's like like, like yeah, asking yeah. like a huge corporation for more money is not the same as like going to your buddy and being like Hey man, I think you should pay me twice what you actually offered. It's like it's people yeah. afraid to ask for a raise at work. Yeah, it's when like, you do one. Literally, who cares if like this big corporation is just like no, like literally, who cares? Starbucks gonna get mad at me? <laughs> yeah, who cares? My corporation that makes all my film and television. Yeah, Starbucks. yeah. 
Yeah, all their notes so are crazy. like needs a deeper roast. <laughs> needs a deeper <laughs> like, roast. Cool. Okay. Try whole milk instead of skim next time. <laughs> Try whole milk. <laughs> I, I'm not a whole milk gal. No, neither, me either. I don't. I'd actually. I would not That's call myself a, film a milk in guy. My throat. Yeah, I'm not even a milk guy anymore. I don't even do milk. What about on a substitute milk, like cashew no, milk and almond milk? I would never so, like yeah. drink a glass of any of those. Me neither. But in like a chai, I dump a little fake boy. I would do in it there. in. A, I do it in a cereal. Mm. Cereal, yes, a cereal. I the would do. The cereal's it. gonna overpower the milk, anyways. That's so true. It, it's the milk it, is just to wet. It's there. just to wetten it. You know, I, for me, about cereal, keep it soggy. Really? Wet and whatever you got to wet. I I you like, like a, a soggy cereal, cereal for like five seconds, but I like when all the sugar really seeps out. So you like <laughs> you like exactly what cereal is then? You like, like a couple of bites, what it is. a couple of bites of crunchy, and then yeah. sog. Yep. That's great. Cereal's <laughs> the perfect. It's the perfect. Cereal's food literally for you. the perfect. The perfect uh, food for me, and I'm glad that That's we discovered amazing. this. Yeah. Wow, you heard it here first, folks. We've had a lot of discoveries on today's yeah. podcast. Actually, it's been pretty exciting. Yeah. Okay, so John, tell us, you're at the seven seven point five. What's coming up? What's coming down the pipeline? You said you've got some stuff lined up. Yeah. What do you think? Say you're looking at that eight down the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. What do you think gets you up a, a half score? I think uh, I'm close. I, I could even say that I'm an eight currently. Okay. I think I, I think it's 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 again. It's just I'm not trying to oversell it. You know, I don't want to be like this is the best I could ever feel because I mean that's tough. But if it's the best you felt in a while, it's, it's that's like an eight. I've, I've been feeling pretty good. So yeah. I, I could even say that I'm, I'm an eight. I think the things that would like. Uh, would push me up into the 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 higher numbers, uh, like are are probably like sort of like more like foundational things changing, right? <laughs> like like if I uh, could like move someplace that I was a little bit happier, like the like I if I yes. could if I could like uh, there are certain things in my life that just like are always going to be a bit of a downer. Uh, mm-hmm. like particularly the current uh, ant problem in my house, which is just going to keep me tough. Oh my God, we tough. just got ants. It's tough. We just found ants in the house and they Norm make, they is, stress has me gone out. mental. Yeah, they stress me He's out so bad. It. I hate it. But They're it's like, all over you. They're it's like s- stuff like that where it's like the little annoyances. If I could get rid of a lot of those little annoyances, that'd be great. Uh, I also like haven't dated anyone, I dated anyone in like uh, a while. And Meanwhile, I'm like, you're just getting engaged to me. That sounds insane. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah no, that, no, that's like, tough. I that's think, a tough I one. Think, and I also think I've had, I've had a, a a series of pretty hilarious like dating. Uh, just like I think people are in like pretty weird spots in general right now post COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've just found it very interesting sort of trying to like connect with people and be like, oh wait, I think I think maybe our brains are just a little weird right now. Uh still currently. For me, yeah. I think it I, I like I, I am like still in this like weird like COVID fog where I'm like, it's over. It oh, is yeah. not. <laughs> I I I'm scared still to go to the gym because I don't want to get COVID because I've never had it, but 
Me, uh, I've never had it either. Yeah. And I, I, I booked this gig and I'm in lockdown. Oh. I'm, full on, I'm in full on lockdown. I was like, I'm not even, <laughs> yeah. I'm not playing around. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not in lockdown for that long, but nonetheless, yeah. I am in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My so agent was like, do not, she was like, please don't get COVID Atlanta, please. <laughs> I guess like everyone just has yeah. to keep dropping out of gigs. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It. But I think that that has like made me a little like uh, just uncertain about the future where I'm just like, well, what is even going to be a year from now? So like, why think about that? And then, yeah. but so then like in like trying to like date, it's tough to like have that kind of like weird nihilism in my head where I'm just like, well, does anything even fucking matter? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like COVID's forever. But then I'm like, yeah. But then I'm like, oh, but actually, no, it's a thing that you're like really, you you obviously very much are thinking about. So maybe Mm -hmm. you should probably think about it a little bit more. And there's uh, people seriously. out there yeah. for dating. It's like if we've the way I look at it, I'm like, if you can find someone in the past or develop a crush on someone, even even if you didn't end up fully dating them, but like you had at least some fun kind of relationship or whatever, that all grows into stuff. So yeah. I'm like, like Norman and I knew each other for years and used to be enemies. So I'm like, you don't know where <laughs> anything's gonna come from. So it's like, yes, you're meeting people probably at their worst that they've yeah. been in quite some time. But I'm like, <laughs> a couple months from now, who knows what position yeah. people are gonna be I in. Think, I think that's also you know a thing. You know what I mean? That's a thing that I also, another thing, therapy thing for me was like, uh, like being uh, super obsessive about outcomes. And like, Mm -hmm. and like wanting very specific outcomes for very specific situations and like sort of not allowing myself to just kind of like freely experience, uh, moments and like, because you're trying to control everything because I'm like, because I'm like, Oh, I, 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 I like to use dating for, for an example. It's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I've been on like three dates with this person. That's kind of the time where you start thinking, is this a person I'm going to like really date or is this just a thing that's going to be whatever? And then you're like, well, I really like this person. So I should like try to make steps to make it like more uh, of a thing. But then it's just like thinking that hard about it makes it so hard to like even just keep it in, in your mind because it becomes like such a- You don't even know what they're thinking. yeah, yeah. So it's like you're on this one thing trying to make a plan, not then you're going to do that. It's going to cloud those actual signals that you need to be picking up yeah. on. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's dating is always such a good example because in for the most part, you're meeting a complete stranger. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Or, or oh, yeah. someone you know through someone, but maybe not that well. Yeah, you know, something exactly. like that. Yeah. And so that one's really hard because, of course, you want to make a good first impression. And of course you want to come in with a good energy, but now like you're experiencing, you don't know what you're going to get yeah. out of somebody. Well, but the importance that you're even trying yeah. is like in giving yourself a shot is commendable. And the thing, the thing uh, going back to like sort of saying the truth, I think it's like in mid COVID, like mid lockdown, there was like this like sense of like desperation of just like, I'm going to be alone because the world's going to end. And you're like, I have to like, I was like on all the apps, just like talking and like talking to people and being like, I have to find a person to be with because otherwise I'm going to burn alive on this crazy earth. Uh, But like you realize like being like so obsessed with like, uh, like you can't be so obsessed with it because you're and like trying to like do it right. I think that's no. like a big thing. Like for I think for, trying is important, but yeah, yeah the control you can't like, try of it to do it is right. not going to help you. You just yeah. got to do it. No. And I think that that has been a big, a nice, fun realization for me in the last yeah. like year or so of just being like, 
you know what? Like, just like fucking meet people and like be yourself and like don't try to like make everything important Mm -hmm. because like ultimately it's like that's a lie. You're lying to people when you're saying that that's how I exist. I exist where like I'm trying, I try to make everything perfect all the time and like be this perfect person. It's like, no, like be yourself and bring yourself into these interactions and like let yourself be the reason that things keep going as opposed to like trying to make them keep going. Yeah, it's like, no, like like, let things happen organically and be like more open. I think the thing is like for me, it's like being more open to things not being like, like being open to a date going bad. Like that's a thing for me in like the last like year. But it, it'll it'll save you. Yeah. In the end well, just of, being of like self, you know, yeah. deprecation. Yeah, yeah. Like who cares if it goes bad? Awesome. Like because you're basically just telling each other like, oh yeah, this was gonna be a thing that like we could probably try a couple times and it would be fine. But like, if it goes bad, be fine with it just being bad. You know, I've never I've never used the dating apps, but this is what appeals Ooh. about them to me. I know it sounds like they're pretty rough. And, rough. you know, it seems like people do it the right way of, like, you have it when it bothers you, delete it, uh, you download it again. I'm like, yeah, I believe <laughs> yeah. everyone should do it that way, kind of be whatever about it. But I will say the one thing that is appealing to me about it is that when you go on these dates or with these people, you don't really know them or, like, have people in common. So it's, like, if it does go poorly, you're, like, cool, never see you again, yeah, my friend. That's Whereas, like, like, the dating of the people I knew created quite a bit of drama. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm uh, not saying not to do it, yeah. but it created quite a bit of drama. Yeah, I think the thing that, the, the thing that, uh, the sort of learning moment in the dating app thing for me was was realizing that, like, was really realizing that the people that you're meeting on these apps are not, they are they are not your friends. You don't know them. They are complete strangers. Mm-hmm. And so like the idea, like it goes back to the people pleasing for me where it's just like, I want everyone to have fun with me all the time. Yes. And so I'm like trying to be like, oh, I want this first date to be so fun and so good. So I'm gonna be like the person who's like observing and being like, what does this person want to, to have happen on this date? I'm going to be, I'm going to do it perfect. Instead mm-hmm. of just being like, hey, this person um, didn't ask me a single question on this date. That's probably going to be a thing you don't like in the future. Yeah. So may, maybe don't impress them <laughs> and just be yeah. okay with that date being bad. Or Should like, I twain it? That don't impress me much. Yeah. Okay? That don't impress me much. <laughs> and that is her accent, yeah. French Canadian. Yes, 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 yes. Let's not forget. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's, yes, let's not forget. But like, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's like I, it's like being like 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 oh yeah, being honest with myself about like instead of being like so scared I'm gonna be uh, uh, alone for the, my whole life, just being like, hey, you'd rather be like alone and pretty happy with your life than be like in a situation where you have like sort of presented yourself as, as a person who's okay with something you're not okay with. Uh, and I think that I that, hear you loud and clear. Yeah. The wedding is off. <laughs> I've had some time to think about it. I actually never wanted anything to do with you. Never. Um, I never, I brought you on this podcast to let you know when I announced we were engaged, it was a huge mistake. Wow. One, I didn't ask you that sucked Two, <laughs> for you to, <laughs> to, I'm married. 
So yeah. that's getting See, in that's, I was. I also was a little bit confused about how it was going to go. I was confused too. I thought, yeah. Alana, you just made a huge promise you yeah. cannot keep. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the honesty. This yeah. is the honesty coming I appreciate out. it. Honestly, I appreciate <laughs> this honesty because I was like- We did I was, not need to pay for a venue. Yeah, I was getting comfortable with the idea that it was going to happen. And I was just trying to be like, okay, you can live with this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird, but you can live with it. Uh, but I'm really glad that you came clean here. I appreciate You're that welcome. a lot. I really do. You know, John, we usually, so we start the podcast with the check-in to yes. which you gave a seven, 7.5 and yeah. then we start it and then we end it. Sorry. With a bit of a self-esteem party check-in again to see how okay. it's changed. But in this case, you already announced you're at an eight. I'm an eight. You already, you I'm already announced an it. So I'm, actually, I'm feeling I'm, I'm at an eight. The podcast worked and, and if <laughs> my landlord, yeah, if my landlord is listening, please tent my house and kill all of the ants on the property. Thank you. And John, if you're listening, please come stay with us when they do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And John, tell us where we can find you and what you're doing. You can find me at It's John Mackey on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am also in a group called Big Grande that you can find on Twitter uh, at Big Grande Tweets. We uh, do uh, podcasts and improv shows and we've got stuff on our website biggrandewebsite.com that you can uh look at and buy and listen to and watch uh and it's all fun stuff that i make with my best friends uh, if you guys want to have fun with me, check out my Patreon, uh, Self-Esteem Party, where we have bonus episodes, Self-Esteem After Party, where guests come back and uh, catch us up on what they've been up to. And of course, the monthly check-ins with Norm, where I check in with Norm, <laughs> who I see every day. <laughs> All right, John, it's been a slice. Stay on the uh. line for some gossip. <laughs> <laughs> believe in yourself, believe in